Monday. Hi, welcome to a new episode of Happy Kid Monday. Today I'm sitting here with Kamar. Kamar, um, we're here in Café Neue in Nordic City. It's um, my last day here of my travels and I'm super happy that you took the time to do this with me. Could you just introduce yourself quickly? Of course, thanks so much, Kate. Um, you know, I think you're an amazing person and you know, getting to sit down and kind of go into some details here with you, just about startups, about entrepreneurship, uh, it's really great stuff. So. Yeah, so Kamar Foster, I'm a tech entrepreneur here in New York, um, based in Financial District. I'm just currently building out a web mobile application that helps users to find the perfect gift by removing the guest work from the gift giving process. You know, so I've just been working on that for a year and eight months, and it's just been super challenging. Um, at the same time, really fun, just trying to get everything off the ground. Um, looking forward to connecting more and talking with you guys. Thank you so much. Um, so you were telling me about um, your path already that like got you here, but our listeners don't know about it. And I wish that you could just repeat everything that we discussed the other day, because me and Kamar, we already met um, one time before here in New York, because I did this LinkedIn shout out and he would uh, be mentioned by Leah, thank you Leah, um, underneath like, my, my post. So could you just go like one more time through your story, how you became an entrepreneur? Because I think that's what people are, are so curious about because we have many people sitting there and I was one of them as well a year ago. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was good at. I didn't know where I want to go. I, did, I, I knew nothing except for I was unhappy. Yes, um, I think people, when people look at entrepreneurship, they usually think it's all easy it's uh it's you get rich quick you accomplish all your goals and you're really successful but there's a darker side to that you know there's a lot of ups and downs um it's a roller coaster ride for the most part so my experience has been a little bit varied it's been uh untraditional for the most part i you know when i graduated college i went to a city college here in new york city called john jay i left john jay and went to the peace corps I was in the Peace Corps, I was in Rwanda, um, working with uh, you know, youth uh, in the classroom, and uh, I also co-founded like a cooperative, like a bakery in my village, so that's kind of like my first instance of just entrepreneurship. I was able to you know, tap into actual business development skills, you know, communicating with uh, people in the village, communicating with you know, our community liaisons, and just trying to get my project off the ground there. Um, when I got back to the United States after being in Rwanda for a year and eight months, I ended up uh, working in a nonprofit. I uh, worked in a nonprofit for an organization that was helping you know, youth uh, reintegrate back into society after you know, getting into some trouble. Um, so I taught 17 to 25 year olds, uh, prepared them for their GED. Um, very emotionally draining work. So after you know, eight months or so, I realized that it was really affecting my health and just like my, my mental health. So decided to move into, you know, the education system here in New York, um, worked in public, private, um, and charter schools uh, throughout New York City. Um, you know, I was an English teacher mostly, but I also, you know, would teach math. Uh, I would teach social studies in certain instances, depending on what the school needed. Um, I got to learn a lot. I 
realized that I was moving away from my true path was which was to create and build businesses and to help people you know by providing an impact or you know impacting individuals rather um, so decided to step out of the classroom um, wanted to approach challenges and solve problems looking at it from a bird's eye level from a more strategic standpoint and uh, moved on and started my first uh, business which was an ice cream on demand service you know we serviced mostly upper Manhattan um, dealt with a lot of failures there um, as you can imagine I you know we did not know what you know how to start well, what the approach was you know didn't really have as much uh, uh, mentorship etc and uh, you know we failed fast um, can you explain how like what happened exactly because when you say it it's like yeah we failed and you know and then everything went like super great but um, like what happened exactly what did you fail like what were the challenges I mean that's a super cool thing to have an on-demand ice cream service but I can imagine that it's not that easy logistically and right right good point Kate so we you can imagine like ice cream you know we had to go through a lot of uh, uh, regulatory situations with uh, New York City and um, make sure that we you know pass the test so that we can actually deliver food um, and frozen foods at that so it was very difficult logistically to ensure that you know all the you know the, the quality was best we were making sure that everything was moving along in the right way and uh, you know definitely um, was a logistics challenge to kind of scale the business so you know we were figuring out how do we bring it from uh, you know from stage one to let's say stage three which is scale um, it was it's the, the actual product and the the service worked but we didn't have enough resources to kind of pump into the concept to make it take off even though we were making money and I didn't know how to fundraise at the time so I had to learn how to fundraise um, I got a mentor who kind of like helped me uh, to figure out how to write a business plan etc so you just mentioned that you didn't know how to fundraise. I wouldn't know either. Can you explain how you did it or how it works? Yeah. So for the most for the most part, you have to meet individuals who are in your niche. And uh, if you are not in the space necessarily, it's really difficult to break into the space um, because it's a relation. It's a business that's built on relationships. Entrepreneurship is built on relationships. So. For the most for the most part sometimes if you don't know anyone who's in the space it's very difficult for you to fundraise because they don't know you they don't trust you they don't know if you're going to be able to make this happen the way that you are you say you're gonna make it happen and uh, it's just you know if it, over time you have to kind of like build out and develop trust if you're trying to build like a really uh, if you're trying to build like a technological product or a technological company you can you can get by without um, uh, without fundraising if you have an idea that is, you know, it's clear to market um, and the value proposition is, you know, ready for the user. You don't have to, you know, uh, dive deep or use a lot of technical resources to kind of get your product off the ground. So that was probably, uh, you know, the challenge, I think, when it comes on to fundraising. Thank you so much for explaining it. Um, would you want to go back to this project and get a fundraising for it? 
No, I would not. I would say that that was my one of my first businesses. You know, I bankrupt that business to be honest. Um, you know, I think. In, again, you have to understand that in entrepreneurship, you aren't going to always have successes, right? So that was my I bankrupt that business. I'm okay with saying that I bankrupt that business. Um, but I definitely learned a lot. I think what I took away from uh, the whole process of starting that business was uh, being able to communicate with customers, you know, being able to figure out the right product market fit, you know, validating the actual idea, validating the concept. Uh, looking at competitors, competitors following me aggressively and, you know, taking my customers, right? We, those are really valuable skill sets to learn, um, grit, um, how to be resourceful, right? So I look at that as a learning experience, you know, I'm, I grew from that experience, um, so I don't really consider it to be a failure. Okay, thank you. I think it's so important to talk about the failures even though I don't think it's a failure because in my life I figured out that everything I considered as one of the biggest failures were the biggest beginnings so thank you so much for sharing this could you explain our listeners what kind of projects you're working on right now and why sure so uh, as an entrepreneur you kind of have to have many projects out there and you know figure out which one works so I'm currently building a gift matching technology that is helping people to find the perfect gift by removing the guesswork from the gift giving process. Um, been working on this concept for a year and eight months and uh, we are looking to launch by July. Um, so this time all my failures <laughs> I've learned from and I've made sure that uh, you know, I've planned correctly, I strategized, right, you know, have the right team in place. You know, we're looking to, you know, get this thing going and get it in the market so that users can start to um, find the perfect gift for the person they really care about. Um, you know, it's uh, an intuitive experience. We're focused uh, on the customer. We're working with retailers to ensure that they are able to increase conversions. They're able to minimize the amount of returns that they're dealing with. Um, so it's a lot in the works there. I uh, do have other projects on the side, right? My core functions are product management, uh, you know, business development. So I get to really work with the product, get to speak with users, um, speak with engineers, speak with designers, uh, and speak with the customers, make sure that we're creating something that they actually want and need. Um, working on a couple of freelance projects as well. I'm a product manager for Visionary, which is an arranged meeting network. Um, so we connect entrepreneurs with investors, we connect um, investors with entrepreneurs. Um, we just try to make sure that um, people have access to what they need. It's a network of networks, so uh, it's really fun projects I'm working on right now and I'm looking forward to um, seeing where all this goes. Thank you. Um, you just mentioned uh, Gift Match Me. How do you how does it work like if I would like to give a present to somebody how would you know what to give them sure good question so what we do is um, we have an intuitive process where you the user like you're trying to find a gift for someone we have you fill out um, a lifestyle survey um, very intuitive process it's, uh, we gamify the whole scenario um, and we look at 
you know your preferences we look at the person's preferences and we make sure that what we recommend based on your responses matches up perfectly with you and the person so that you, you know the person doesn't return the gift right um, I started this because um, you know a girl I was dating at the time didn't like the gift or the gift that I got her and um, I could tell that she didn't like it and she ended up returning that gift and uh, you know it was not the best feeling to find that out right so um, you know all these um, businesses that come out uh, you see out there they usually come from like an actual pain point that the person is dealing with so I'm um, just trying to make the whole process better for people in that whole process of course now I'm curious what you got her a uh, gemstone that was not her color or her uh, her sign, I think. <laughs> okay, good to know. I mean, I've been in the situation as well, um, but from the other side that I didn't know what to gift somebody, because, I mean, it's so hard. What do they actually need? What do they want? And sometimes they would need something and they wish for it, but then they get, like, all this nice little cute presents, but they would have really wanted something different. So I think... It's an absolutely great idea. Um, for Visionary, I understood so far that you bring together people who should talk to each other, right? And grow from each other, but how do you identify the people? Yeah, so we have a very extensive qualification process. Um, it is invite only. Um, like currently, um, the process is manual. So we would speak with uh, the, the entrepreneur, we would speak with the investor, we would find out you know what their parameters are for investing or if the uh, entrepreneur we make sure that the investors in, in the right industry focus right we also have featured service providers so you may be providing a service and we would you know put you in front of the right person um, so now we're automating or looking to automate that process which I'm um, building out the product for um, you know the product vision we're just you know trying to automate this process but it's all done manually at this time it's been done manually for a while so you know they, I'm kind of in the weeds now trying to bring it into the new decade thank you I think it's a great idea and I think you should also focus on the German market, <laughs> um, he was just asking if there's a market for that one and I do think that there's a market for that one because um, I found it very hard when I came to Berlin and Berlin's like the mecca of entrepreneurship I would say in Germany in my opinion um, I found it very hard to find people to talk to still by now and I'm there for over a year now I mean we have a few um, yeah, shared office space like co-working spaces where you can meet new people but in how I see it it's not so easy to approach the people so I'm using a lot of LinkedIn and I'm just an open-minded person so I'm all right but I wouldn't mind having something like this honestly the thing is just my question is, if it's on invitation only, how will you make sure that the right people are there? Good question. So our process usually involves um, users filling out an, like an access survey, right? Um, then, you know, our team would go through, uh, you know, the survey and ensure that, you know, A, you are a qualified business or A, you're a qualified investor, right? So that's how we usually go through the process and make sure that we have quality people. And we do host events um, throughout the city. Um, 
you know, we partner with other businesses as well uh, to make sure that we're helping them to achieve their objectives and then we're also achieving our objectives as well. Thank you. So you're creating win-win situations, right? Yes, definitely. Um, that's how the world works. Pay it forward. It's kind of like our, our motto. We realize that relationships are uh, important. You know, um, deals are done based on uh, referrals. They're done based on, you know, established networks and relationships. That's something I had to learn. Um, over time, um, people aren't going to write you a check if they don't know who you are. Or you can have a great idea, um, but if you don't have the network to help you to build it out, then you're going to be faced with like a lot of issues on that side as well. How did you build your network? Scrappy. I just uh, You just have to have the strong willpower, the sheer willpower to kind of go into situations that you're uncomfortable you're not going to always be comfortable like you have to step out of your comfort zone you have to take risks um, not everyone's going to like you that's okay uh, some will the ones that will like you then those are the ones that will help things to happen for you um, and you just have to develop thick skin how do you cope with people not liking you or was there a specific uh, example you can mention when you understood that you were just nice to somebody and they accept you for example or something I realized that it's never really about you, it's really about them, right? So I never take it personal. I usually, I used to, used to take it personal before, um, but if the minute you take it personal, then you're gonna, your whole energy is going to be affected, right? Like you don't want any negative energy, you just want to be positive, you want to be able to accomplish your goals, um, your dreams, your vision. So usually people are you know act negatively act negatively towards you or don't like you because of something they see in you that they don't have right so i you know for example uh on my way here today uh, my energy was affected a little bit because um i was trying to sit like at a you know at a seat on the train and um you know this lady uh was just like very mean and nasty for no reason but it you know who knows people have problems people have issues right so you never let stuff like that affect you but why was she nasty what exactly happened um we were i was trying to sit um like in the seat but i think she she was basically you know like sitting with her feet on this on the on the next on the seat next to her and i tried to sit there and she was like no <laughs> she like screamed no and i was like okay you obviously have something going on in your head there so It's fine. I just uh, walked away and uh, you know went back kind of like into my space. I think this is the most valuable thing to share that you that what when people treat you shit, it has more to do with them than with you. That's something I keep forgetting all the time, but I remember it all the time again, thankfully. Because when I was younger, I always thought when people treated me like crap, it was about me and I was searching for the problem inside me. And I'm not saying that there are no problems inside me, but when people treat you like a piece of shit, it's really because of their bad day and their bad stuff going on and not because of you. So, yeah, I hope you still had a good subway right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, besides all these things, what makes you happy? Being able to pursue my goals and my objectives right um, 
a lot of people don't have that uh, they don't have the ability to be able to do so so I'm I'm happy for life just being able to be in pursuit of my goals right I'm like, I have a lot of things I want to accomplish and I want to achieve and I think that's what drives me every day um, to just give back if I can contribute help others um, and of course help myself as well because if I'm not healthy if I'm not taking care of myself then I can't really help others either do you find it easy to take care of yourself what exactly are you doing to be good with yourself so for the past couple of months I kind of let myself go in terms of my health because I was so focused on trying to get everything done trying to get things off the ground um, I stopped working out I stopped running I stopped doing yoga I was eating like can I curse eating like shit right there was just like a lot of things that was taking place in my life at the time um, but I was also really just focused on getting my goals off the ground but you got to work out you have to eat healthy you have to you know practice mindful exercises um, and I've just slowly started integrating those things back into my life um, I used you know I'm a very active person usually so I run now I started running again um, you know started meditating starting getting some rest I usually don't sleep as much which I don't advise uh, you can't be uh, you can't function if you can't sleep all right um, so get some rest <laughs> run exercise do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you're in a good place mentally and physically and spiritually if that's your thing Thank you. I agree to every point and I had to learn it the hard way too. I still have some issues to rest sometimes because I'm so focused on what I want to do and I'm so focused on, on doing what I love that sometimes I simply forget to rest. Um, funny thing, since I came to New York, I sleep so much better than I sleep in Germany even though I'm jet lagged and I wake up to like super odd times but I sleep much more calm here and I think it's my intuition, you know, that says like, yeah, good girl, like now you're in the spot where you should be. So this is why we make this work for you. Um, you also mentioned that you meditate. I meditate too, not every day, but almost every day I go to sleep with a hypnosis for um, against negative thoughts, basically, and a hypnosis to let go. What do you do to meditate or when you meditate? How can I imagine this? So, I usually find a quiet place. Um, if it's at my office, it's usually in a room called the respite room, um, where it's closed off, it's uh, dark, there's no noise. I usually have my headphones. Um, it's another noise cancellation scenario for me. Um, and I usually use this thing on my phone called insight timer so I'll, i like to customize my own um, meditation so i'll pick the sounds like i'll pick the ambiance everything and uh usually i'll do if i'm if i'm winding down i'll do like um or i'll do some kind of like enchanting kind of like sounds as well and i'll just sit like you know in 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 the basic yoga pose um, mindful meditation, breathe in, breathe in, breathe out um, for 15 to 20 minutes mostly. Um, very helpful. Um, it definitely brings you down to a state of mind. Uh, it brings you more internal, makes you focus a little bit more on yourself. Um, and it's been really helpful 
for that um, because I'm a, I'm a very internal person like I don't like a lot of stimuli um, it's just like my personality type um, you know I get a lot of work done in silence um, just more effective like that way so um, now his phone just popped up and we're checking his phone basically thank you Kamar um, for sharing this is there any specific thing you have in mind when you start meditating because for me I created this um, yeah, image in my head from a place which is uh, close to my hometown it's like all green it's a hill it's surrounded by trees and I found my calmness there and whenever I think about um, a sunny day there I, I can really like get to myself back to myself again but I find it very um, hard to do this all the time like to get back to me to not be distracted and to really keep my thoughts there and my imagination there and then when I make it, so to say, then my head is just like empty. But if I don't make it, my head will go from this place to my hometown to people from like 10 years ago, what they're doing and na 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 na, 500 thoughts. But still, I, I try to keep going. How does it look in your head when you start meditating? Good, good question. I think that's. Um, I think a lot of people do wander. I think you should let your you let your thoughts wander, but then bring yourself back. Like the way how I do it usually is, I'll focus on the space between your eyes, and I'll imagine the sun. All right, and um, just keep breathing, breathe out. Right, that'll definitely bring you internal. It could be the sun, it could be the moon, whatever image you think works for you. You find that image, and. Uh, you focus once you close your eyes right between your eyes that you will be able to focus a little bit more if you do that thank you so much for sharing i wish i would have heard this years ago <laughs> and get this started like earlier but um true just when you said it um about the light that's what in all my hypnosis is into they all tell me to focus on a light in front of my head because it gives you this or at least it gives me this feeling of safety do you feel safe in a city like New York City and I don't mean only do you feel safe in the streets like do you feel safe and grounded as a person I do I have to be self-assured um, which is kind of why I you know practice meditation practice yoga um, not yoga so much I used to but meditation definitely is a great great thing for your mental health um, because it allows you to become a little bit more aware of your surroundings um, so yeah I mean it definitely makes me more aware it makes me more grounded um, you do have grounded meditation um, techniques as well um, but I haven't explored those in some time either thank you and as a last question I would like to know what's your biggest goal what's your biggest dream to be the master builder of the 21st century. Thank you so much for your time, Kamar. Is there anything you want to add? I think um, our rewards in life is always in direct proportion to our contribution of our service. Uh, that was said by Earl Nightingale, right? So everything that you do, make sure you're providing value. Um, the more you provide value, the more you, the more you give, the more um, success you'll have. It'll keep you, um, it'll make you go through those ups and downs that is entrepreneurship, if you're thinking about entrepreneurship. But those are my parting thoughts. Thank you so much.